Good morning to you. Ooh, it's uh, so excited. You can't help going through the day with a little certain oomph. Welcome to it, and thank you so much for joining me. My name is Sia Sangweni Finn, and welcome to Untapped Talent right here on cliffcentral.com. Thank you so much for having us on. So listen, I have a very exciting show planned for you, but first, let's clear a few things up, okay? So yes, the show has moved to a whole new time slot, but you can catch all the fantastic diamonds in the rough right here every single Wednesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. And with that, we've decided to almost like just shake and little zhuzh the show up a bit, right? So usually, you know, like I have auditionees in studio and we sit with them and we talk and they're all just vying for a position on um, Cliff Central. But now we've actually decided to expand what talent in the show name means, right? So we now want to give anyone that much needed boost for them to further their career. So whoever you are, whatever you do, we basically want you. Um, it's the, it's just a nice, cool platform. So whether you blog or you think you're a fantastic singer or you're like the next Annie Leibovitz, we want to give you that platform to get ahead in whatever industry you're in. I think it's very, very exciting. So, you know, let's do this together. All you have to do is tell us about yourself. So send us your biography to Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-E-D. My goodness, I feel like I'm in a little spelling bee. Untapped at cliffcentral.com. And I could be chatting you chatting to you in the studio very, very soon. But let's officially kick the show off. I feel like we need a drum roll or, or you know, something. So, okay, you know what? Let's try it this way. This is Untapped Talent. Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com. Oh, okay, yes. Now I'm in the ball. The ball's rolling. Let's get this started. Our very first, um, you know, it's our revised show, and I'll be chatting to three up-and-coming individuals who are definitely stars on the rise. And I admire my guests for several different reasons, I have to say. Um, from being on the pulse of popular culture to getting ahead while still staying true to themselves. I can't wait to get chatting to them. So let's not waste any more time. Uh, my very first guest is Kyla. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. You know, it, t- Kyla, you're 22 and I feel like you have a career and Alice of note. So you're a singer. Yes. Do you write your own songs as well? I write my own lyrics, yes. So let's talk about this whole journey that you've gone through. Uh, you started when? When you were like three, I heard? Yeah, three, four years old. Singing um, at home with my father and my brothers used to teach us how to sing. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just grew from there. But here's the thing. It's, it's one thing to sound all good and well and say, you know what? Yeah, I can hum to a beat and I can little keep a rhythm. But when was it for you when you could say like, yeah, I definitely have talent and your parents took you seriously as well? Um, I guess when I was in school, um, nothing really interested me as much as music did, as much as songwriting and lyrics. And just I was the happiest when I was writing. I was the happiest when I was singing. Yeah. And there was nothing else I wanted to do on earth ever. Um, dancing, singing, music, writing, lyrics. It's, it's just my life completely. Oi. And so was your family all, all, always supportive in everything that you did? Luckily, I have a very supportive family. My father taught me how to sing. My mother's been there. She's like the momager. She, she's the never Christiana off my back. In your family. Completely. <laughs> um, my brother, very, very supportive family. Very. Okay. So do you at least come from a musical family or you were just like, you know what, Jesus did well and just gave me this talent? Jesus did well. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I come from a very talented family. My brother's a great singer. My father had nightclubs and he's a singer. Uh-huh. My oldest brother, actor, singer. And yeah. you got full support from them. No one was actually hesitant 
hesitant of maybe you might just be too young or this isn't for you. Maybe you could very well be Professor Kyla, not singer. Um, look, they they saw that. They tried to say, look, maybe you should study. Maybe you should go further your career, go yeah. to varsity. But when, when they saw that I wasn't interested, they kind of gave up and said, you know, just follow your dreams. Wow. Yeah. So when for you did you start to take it seriously you know it's one thing to say i have a talent and that is what i can do but when were you saying okay 100 percent, without any doubt whatever other people can say mm. this is what i'm seriously going to do and i'm passionate about singing i started writing um for other people for other artists for my brother he was a singer was writing and for some reason i could never write normal music i used to write rap music i thought I was... wait hold up hold up hold up like <laughs> <laughs> so you couldn't write about like a Falling in love never. or a happy day. Never. You all yeah. have like your G element. Completely. Uh, I think I had a little bit of an identity crisis, to be honest with you. Okay. That's putting it mildly. All, all, I could, all I could write was rap music. And then my brother came to me one day and he said to me, I need you to write me a song. Uh-huh. And I said, okay. And I actually wrote him a rap song. And he's like, Kyla, you need to write me a normal song. Wait, do you remember some of these lyrics? I'm so fascinated by this <laughs> oh, now. Word. Was it like the cat sat on the mat or like real down No, ass? it was like, yo, homie, fresh to death. <laughs> like, you know, I honestly, like it was a problem. Seriously. <laughs> like I can't look at you the same way anymore. <laughs> okay. so But yeah, so he, he basically said to me, you need to write me a song. And after a few rap songs that I finally got out of it and I learned how to write R&B and, and blues and jazz and soul music and that he actually got me to write my first song that wasn't a rap song. Uh-huh. And after that, I'm like, wow. And then I started writing my own songs for myself. And that's where it started about five years ago. Writing. Did you use any instruments? Do you play like the piano, for example, or is it really just a musical thing within you? I must be honest with you. Like I bought a keyboard, but I haven't touched it. My mom's probably going to kill me. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Did she know this before the interview? <laughs> probably not. Because I don't want to be the one who's setting drama up in there, you know? Um, I don't know. I've never really played an instrument. Uh, I'm very involved in the studio process when the mm-hmm. producers are working. I like to sit with them throughout the whole process and work on the instruments. I know exactly what I want to hear. I know where I want the saxophone to come in or where I want the drums to come in. I, I have a whole vision and an idea in my mind. So I like to work very closely with my whole team and and yeah so i don't play an instrument myself but yeah i know i know exactly what i want to hear with my production that's very fascinating to me because i think that's when true talent plays a part it's not you know sometimes when you don't even have the words to describe it but you just know what you want yeah. and you know the sound you want to hear and you know when a song is right and or not right for you yeah. so when you started writing your own songs knowing with that whole vision in mind what did you have planned for yourself what sort of artists did you want to be known for or what sort of experiences did you channel into your songwriting i think because of my hip-hop background with dancing i'll always be i'll always have that little get on this inside me yeah deep buddy down. snoop um, deal double g <laughs> will be proud uh-huh. so yeah i think i think it will always be there i love my rap music i love hip-hop so the genre that i'm concentrating on right now is r&b and hip-hop okay um i want to show this country that white girls have got some swag too you know Oh, she said it. Okay. Yeah. And that's a funny thing though. How's it like being, what's it like being a musician in South Africa? I think it's, I think anywhere in the world it's difficult and you have to be true to yourself. And that's why it's, I I didn't want to be a part of a record label because I want to, I want to be able to show South Africa and show the world who Kyla Nicole is. Uh And Kyla Nicole is not governed by just the, the, like, 
go do rock music because that's what you sell for your brand or uh-huh. go don't rap it's not going to do well like i'm doing what i feel i'm doing i want to show the world who i am and i need to stay as true to myself as possible and that's exactly what i'm doing if if i'm going to spread into hip hop and start rapping more and not singing then that's what it's going to be that's what i'm feeling and with trying to stay true to yourself like that has it been difficult though yeah, in in this industry it it is difficult i mean there's everyone I mean, you, you just, look, you gotta, you gotta work hard. You have to know exactly what you want. You have to, you have to aim and fire. You can't mm-hmm. aim and not fire. The, the people that try, the people that are gonna get it done, you, you have a lot of letdowns and you have a lot of people that promise you this or that. But you know what? It's, if you're passionate enough about your, about your music and yeah. you believe and you have talent, there's nothing and no one that can stop you. And what's the reception been like, though, with South Africans? Are we a supportive crowd? Are we people who believe in talent? Do we, you know, is it just not your friends and family who support you? Like, what's it been like? I think South Africans are all looking for someone to look up to. I think hmm. we, we really do support our own music. I mean, we have artists that are growing and expanding so much and international collaborations that we're doing. And yeah. I mean, we're really growing as a country and in this music and in the music industry. So I think South Africans really do support South African music and we really do love our own artists and we're proud of our, of our heritage and our culture. So I think we just we just need to get out of following all around the world too much and following what they're doing in America and following what they're doing in other countries and just we, we're such a beautiful country we're such we're such beautiful people and we're so yeah. diverse and we have so much talent and I think we just need to show that you know but the crux of what I want to know is I understand that it might be a challenge of being able to cross over as yeah. an artist for yeah. example you know some people may know who shiana sky is others may know who zonke is yeah you know those people who know shiana sky might not necessarily no, know who zonke is uh-huh. you know and then you get the likes of mikasa or beatenberg yeah. who literally go whether you're in chatsworth or kempton park yeah. they know who they are so it's it's that crossover appeal that's, do you ever feel like that's a challenge and that's something you want to that's that's my goal look i don't i don't just want the white people to go it's a little white girl like only the whites can follow her exactly um that's why i want to do something different that's why i believe that i want to bring the rap music in and the hip-hop and i want the indians i want africans i want coloreds i want everyone to love me i don't just want to perform on the big stages i want to perform on the little stages i want the, the homeless person to love me and i want the richest person in the world to love me mm-hmm. there's there, there shouldn't be there shouldn't be a difference. You know, music is music. So you want to be at the Psalms and the Sco Spell. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's where my vast musical knowledge starts Sco and spell. stops. Yeah. Okay. So I'm very, very excited. I want to play your song now. Yes. Um, straight to the top. And then we can talk about it a little later. So Perfect. this is, yeah. Did, what do you feel about the song? Do you feel like this encompasses who Kyle is and like South Africa get ready? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's a cool way to introduce me to. To the country they'll get, they'll get to know me They'll know who I am So you song. know what You Because this is your baby And you're very proud of this How about you introduce this song Okay this is my song Straight to the top And it's very very special to me And it's the first song That I'm releasing on radio So I hope you guys enjoy it Cause I could do it better Now I know 
Finally, I got a piece of the pie. Look up, see my name in lights. Spotlights on me tonight. I got dreams to chase and I need my guava, fam. I got meals to make and I need my zots. You see me falling, that's never gonna happen, I assure it. So deep I'm all in recording what I done for for morning. I'm better at it, I got better at it. I'll be dropping classics, records, package, we ain't slacking. Gave the game my all, answer to my call. I might stumble, but baby, I ain't never gonna fall. Nicole with straight to the top. Wow, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. I love, I, I loved what she said. Um, something about you're not afraid of showing scars because you're just hate. doing me. Yeah. Let the hate fuel your rocket to the stars. It, it really do. Do we face a lot of that in South Africa? A lot of negativity. I believe we do. Are there like clicks in the music industry of, you know, I'm doing it and that's that and, you know, as soon as you're doing something that's that someone else is jealous of, there's going to be hate. As soon as you're doing something unique or different, there's going to be hate. And I just believe that you got to keep it real. You got to do what you do. You got to be deep. If 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 what you do is weird, yeah, then be weird and be good. Be good at being weird. So from being passionate about singing from the age of three, you're now 22. Where does Kyla see herself in five years? I want to be on every stage in the entire world. Um, I want to be working my bum off. I want to be singing morning, afternoon, night. I don't want to stop. Uh-huh. I'm the happiest when I'm in studio. I'm the happiest when I'm singing. I'm the happiest when I'm helping people get through their pain with my lyrics. Because I, I, I know you also sang in a prison. Yeah, I did. Tell us about that. Okay. <laughs> sang, singing for inmates Yes, it was, wow, it was crazy They had an open day at the prison So uh-huh. all the family and friends came There were a few thousand people there And yeah, we it wasn't it wasn't the prisoners that were Just like got into jail for murder and stuff like that They were the guys that were about to be released on good behavior Or, But the stories were crazy um, I just believe that everyone deserves to enjoy music And enjoys, I, I mean, I went there and I had a murderer and and guys that were involved in armed robbery oh, serving me drinks. That's comfort. 
Fatinga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in like the little section and there was a guy bringing me a drink. So I said to him, what are you here for? And he said, armed robbery. And I said, wow, okay. And your friends? He said, no, I've got two friends that were in here with me, but the others got killed. And it's, it's a tactic. But you know what? Nice. It was an amazing experience. And like I said, I don't just want to be on the big stages. I want my music to be heard everywhere and anywhere. And if that means a jail with two and a half thousand inmates, then that's what it's going to be. Kyla Nicole, thank you so much for coming to Clifton this <laughs> sure. morning. Thank you so much for joining me on Untapped Talents. And you know, it's ICU, you know, best of luck with the Grammys and wherever you go, whatever you do. Thank just you. Just keep on being you, hey? I will. I definitely will. You're thank absolutely you. awesome. This is Untapped Talents right here on cliffcentral.com with me, Sia. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. Cliffcentral.com. I'm gonna 
Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Oh, I'm absolutely loving the show this morning. Just spoke to Kyla Nicole. And by the way, this her song, Straight to the Top, she actually wrote that for an EFC fighter by the name of DeMart Penna. I hope I pronounced it correctly. And you can look out for her tomorrow night at Carnival City. Uh, you can also watch it in over 110 different countries on Supersport or at Star Kinnacore Theatre. So it's very, very exciting. Um, DeMart is going against Francois Grunewald. Kijk nou, ik praat Afrikaans en ik promote die fight. What is it, Beklay? There we go. Why aren't I the MC of Skospel next year? Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> I'm very excited to talk to our next uh, guest. His name is Tabang Muleya. Did I get it right, Tabang? Yeah, you got it right. You see, I've been practicing my sisut. Is it sisut? Uh, well, it's speedy, actually. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. I thought I was going to be so smart with that answer, then look at me and I get it wrong. So, Tabang, you have quite a, a, a CV to your name. Quite a lot of achievements. How old are you, by the way? I'm getting older. It's actually my birthday month. I'm turning 29. Um, no, I'm not turning. On the 29th of October, I'm turning 32. You, okay, okay. Yeah. So are, are you proud with your career thus far? Because I want people to listen in and justify it when I start listing everything you've done. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've, you know, I got into film and TV at quite an early age in my I started off in front of camera and then that kind of planted the seed to be behind the camera um, and I've worked on some amazing projects and uh, right now I'm at uh, Buffant uh-huh. I've got amazing producers uh, we've got a great team and we're producing some really really great commercials because you just directed this commercial that we're going to talk about which is really for lack of a better term impressive <laughs> and that's you. not a b- bad thing at all. But you've won a number of uh, awards. Best short film at the Satengi Film Festival. Um, public service announcements have won you both in Dubai and South Africa. Um, your short films were selected for the Khan International Critic Week. All these different film festivals in Finland, the 16th, 16th annual um, Africa Film Festival in Milan. Like... Dude, what haven't you done? <laughs> Josie Age, The Lab, Zone 14, Jacob's Cross, Sukulian Partners. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I'm, you know, as I said, see, I am turning 32. So, I mean, it's been about 10 to 13 years in the industry, um, directing. And prior to that, you know, 15 years, like all together. So I've pretty much spent my whole life somehow involved in the, in the entertainment business so let's talk about how you actually got into the business did you stumble upon it is it something you've that has always been one of your passions or um no well i mean when i was in high school i i was a ktv presenter and i did that for about six years ah and um and then and then that kind of you know um we started writing some short films uh the guys at rapid blue would give us cameras, we'd yeah. shoot on weekends, we'd edit, and then all of a sudden we realized that we were kind of like telling stories, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and then after high school, I mean, I went to an art school, so I did art. After high school, I decided to move to Cape Town and I studied film and TV at City Varsity there. And in my second year, I was employed and I worked as a director. And then later on, I got into some long form drama series. Uh, but now I'm just concentrating on commercials and feature films. And how was the support from your family? Did they always just say, you know, you can do it? Or maybe, you know, just be, stick to being a lawyer or a teacher or, um, you know. No, well, actually, my dad was an artist and, um, 
my mom actually bought me my first camera. Oh, so wow. yeah, I started, I started using my, my, my sisters were kind of my, um, presenters. Like if we, you know how, <laughs> you know how black families always go to Durban on holiday yeah. in December. So we would go to Durban and I'd start shooting like us packing and us leaving. And then, you know, 200 Ks before we arrive in Durban. I'd, uh, so you were doing this from a very young age. It was yeah, like natural. Yeah. To yeah. It was natural. It was like, wow. I loved telling story. And also I think being, being the oldest from my mother's side, I always had to, I always felt like I had to entertain my siblings, you know, so, uh, my family's always been supportive. They're my inspiration. They, you know, um, we all do different things. My youngest sister, she's into dance. Yeah. My other sister, she's like a scientist and she like wants to cure cancer. Wow. Um, you get like, Oh, I'm a dancer. I'm a director. <laughs> then you get scientists. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I've had, a, I have a blessed, blessed family and, um, very, very supportive. What have you found to be the biggest challenge in your career thus far? You know, South Africa, we love it. We can be passionate about our country. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we cannot necessarily compare ourselves to Hollywood, you know, uh, on different levels. Yes, sure. we are trying and yes, we are progressing. But we have quite a small industry. Um, what have you found challenging about working your way up to the top? Um, I think, yes, we have a small industry, but I think it's way better off than Hollywood. I think Hollywood's really? gone to a point where they're just recycling the same ideas. They're making the same movies all over again. Wow. Um, so I think with us, we've got a very interesting diversity of the stories that we can tell. Um, there's more feature films being made. There's great commercials being made. Um, you know, even, even at the Cannes Film Festival, in terms of advertising, South Africa is like, you know, we, we are in like the top five yeah. in terms of just we we have a pool of really, really creative individuals from people that conceptualize whether it's a script for a commercial or whether it's a feature film to the people in front of camera. So, you know, even me, I'm not like my dreams aren't to go to Hollywood. My dreams are to to grow the industry here, to create a market, to create we need to make more movies. We need to create a audience that's going to watch movies. And the only way we can do that is by making more films. And when we go to the likes of the Cannes festivals or compete on an international level, mm. do we match those standards? Do we surpass them? Yes. Yeah, we do. Definitely. Um, sure. I mean, I mean, I think from what I heard recently with the last Cannes, I don't think we did that well. But in previous years, um, South Africa's really at the top, you know. Um, because I also think we've got such a rich diversity of people and culture that it automatically, it automatically just allows you to have more ideas mm-hmm. and more room to play with, you know? Um, it's obviously quite challenging for the creatives with, with particular clients that believe that certain things should be a certain way. But I do think that, you know, creatives are being more daring. Clients are signing off more daring concepts. And, yeah. you know, we just, we just need to keep doing that, you know? Um, I mean, if you remember the Cadbury's ad with the gorilla playing, playing the the drums, the drums. Yeah. You know, I mean, for for someone to actually say, "Cool, let's sign off on that," is it's very daring. But you n- will never forget that kind of ad. You know. But is South Africa as a whole, and this is also including film in this question, are we ready for these daring ideas? You know, we are quite a conservative uh, cultural society. I remember, yeah. I think it was just late last year 
there was a film released about like a teacher who has some sort of relationship with students, and sure. that was that was banned. I yeah, think yeah. It, it it was so sad that it got more publicity about sure. the banning yeah. than we're actually supporting an, an original South African production. Sure. Are we ready for such? Are we ready to experiment and have artistic license? Yes, I think so. I think you know, especially. Um, I know that movie, it just slips my mind now, and I know the director who made that movie. Yeah. Uh, and it did well. I mean, unfortunately, it got banned here because of the subject matter that it dealt with. But, you know, we can't keep making movies about, like, gangsters and thugs in, you know, um, we've got more to tell, you know, we exactly. can't, you know, exactly. it's not always about violence and gangs and, you know, and AIDS and people, you know, so, Apartheid's like the big one yeah, all the know. time. It's these struggle stories. And sure. really by no means am I underplaying what we've gone through. We've yeah. absolutely gone through it. Sure. But I think we're in new South Africa. 20 years after 94, I think we should be, you know, we're speaking to different people in different situations. Sure. That should also reflect in our movies and yeah. commercials. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And I mean, you know, even even in the past, if you look at the past three years, um, just the amount of movies that we're pushing out and the quality of those films is really is really, really great, you know, yeah. and also the ideas and the concepts go beyond just the limitations of, you know, we're doing romantic films, we're doing rom-coms, we're doing action films. Um, so I think we just need to keep doing that and exploring other genres. We need a horror film about Binky Binky, you know what I mean? Oh, like something Lucillo. like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, imagine that. Too. I love name dropping yeah. Lucillo, but I was too young and I was always told never to watch it. So yeah. I, I don't know what really happens there. Sure. <laughs> So let's talk about Tabang as a person. Started off on TV, ventured into, you know, production side of things. And what makes, what about commercials really gets you going? Um, you know what it is? I the think, shorter work days? No, it's, <laughs> it's actually hectic. Like this, in fact, from Sunday to today, I've been waking up at 4.30 just because it gets towards the end of the year. There's more commercials to shoot and, you know, yes. clients want like end of, End of year Christmas for, like commercials, so because you've gets, worked with big clients as well, no pressure for that. Yeah, yeah, I've been, you know, as I said, I think being at Buffant has offered, you know, the kind of backing that I have there uh, allows me to take on the big briefs, allows me to take on, you know, directors that have been doing it in commercials specifically for double or three times more time than I've been. I mean, I've only really concentrated on commercials in the past four years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think being at Buffon, agencies can trust you with really, really big client briefs because of the kind of backing that the company offers, you know. Um, so I, you know, I've, you know, working on DSTV, working on KFC, working on Coca-Cola um, and, a, and a few other ones that we've recently pitched that I have a feeling we're going to win. Um Ooh. It's yeah, it's it's really really great. I'm really enjoying it. There's such a beautiful collaboration with agencies, and you know, also within maybe the restriction of what has to be achieved. Also trying to be creative, you know, trying to trying to cross those boundaries and just do something that's completely different that the viewers will love. You know. So what goes into conceptualizing what we see, whether it be you know 30 seconds on our screen? What's the process like? Is it, it- it's hectic. You know, I when whenever before I got into commercials, whenever there was a commercial break, I'd always go to the toilet. 
Now, when I'm watching with my family and someone goes wants to go to the toilet, I'm like, you can't go to the toilet. You have to watch this. <laughs> because this is my heart, you know, my blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, in, it's, you know, how do you, how do you tell, tell a story, make it engaging, make it memorable, make client happy, agencies happy, you're happy, and you've got 30 seconds to pull that off or 45 seconds. And sometimes you have 60 seconds, but it's a short duration and you have to be punchy. You have to get it in there. And, um, yeah, it's a very, for me, I enjoy the collaboration with agencies. You know, I've worked with some really, really great creatives and, um, you know, it's important not to let your ego get in the way and it's never your idea. Yeah. And it's not, that's not the point. You should not take ownership or like, you know, it's all a co- collaboration from the guy that's on the catering set that's giving you coffee to the unit guy that's making sure you have chairs to sit on while it's you're a team watching. Effort. Yeah, it's a it's a team effort, you know, and it's about being able to be the captain of that ship but making sure that everyone is a part of making that that ship go in a certain direction. You Yo, Tabang, what an analogy. Jeez, you're getting deep with us. Yeah, so. man. So let's talk about your latest, <laughs> baby, your latest pride and joy. Yeah. You've just directed... Um, the new KFC Streetwise 3 commercial. Yes. And it also has South African musician and rapper Kuli Chana in it. Yes. So how, how, wow. First of all, I've seen it and all the remarks that I've heard is, are absolutely positive. So congratulations to you on that. Thank you. Little round of applause. One man band. We are doing it for you. How much of it is your, your seed, your creativity? Do you sit around, you know, with your team and go, okay, you have the brief and now sure. how can we expand it? Yeah. I mean, that's the process. You get briefed by the agency. I worked with some really great guys. Um, as you said, it was for Ogilvy Joburg. Um, the creative team on that was Mike, Spoo and Mo. Um, it actually came on the, the idea happened on the tail end of the DSTV ads that I did with Spoo and Mo. Yeah. Um, the ones with Kenneth and Gorsi and, as we were finishing off those ads, the idea came up or the guy said, hey, listen, there's an ad that we want to do. Um, and, you know, we, in terms of duration, it was meant to come out much earlier, but, you know, God's timing is always the perfect timing. And, uh, um, oh, yeah. And, you know, obviously working with those kind of creatives of their, their strength is in allowing me to have input in the idea. And, you know, we workshopped it and, you know, I. Yeah, cause how do you start with having Kuli Chana's song, Natubawen? Yeah. You know, the catchy little hook is, eh, 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 yeah. and I could go <laughs> up with it. But showing the playful side of KFC by including that. Cause the whole premise of the advert is, if you watch it, it's just the main actor going down the street sure. with his streetwise. A lot of people are coming up to him wanting some, and he's literally just giving them the eh, eh, yes. and it goes into uh, Kulichani's song. So mm-hmm. how much carte blanche, blanche do you have with creativity, you know, when you tell the brand, listen, when you tell client, sure. I want to bring in Kulichana. Yeah, yeah. What do they say? Uh, you know, do they let you be? You know, the cool thing about that whole process is that the client is actually, like, so cool. That's amazing. Like, it, she was, you know, like, both both of the clients on the set were just like, they wanted to have fun. Um, and I think, you know, all of us, all of us were at the end of the day, we knew that we had something magical. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't, and it was such an open collaboration and we're all listening to each other's ideas. And I mean, when we got to a point where we were doing audio for the ad, we were just, we were laughing. Like the client was laughing. I was laughing. Agents, we were all on the floor. And it was, it was loud. And, you know, to have an approval stage that's got so much energy like that is, is really something great. You and know? that's like so, the best thing you could 
ever won. Yes, yeah. So, Tabang, you know, ideally for you, where do you see yourself going in the next five years and where do you see the industry as a whole moving towards as well? In the next five years, I want to continue making great ads. Um, I want to get into some feature films. Um, there's hopefully one that uh, is happening next year sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm really happy with... Uh, I I really feel blessed, you know. I'm you know I'm alive. I can breathe. I'm healthy. I'm making great work. The audience is loving it. So yeah, I mean, I just yeah. In the next five years, I just want to be grateful and happy as I am right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know dude, you're absolutely amazing. Everything you've done thus far is impressive. Go on, go forth and conquer, and the best of luck with you with the future. See ya. Thank you for having me. And I just want to say, if you want to contact me for any brief commercial related, please contact Buffont. Um, the producer, my producer is uh, Peter Carr. Our number is 011-234-8820. That's 234-8820. We are Buffont and we kick butt. Or you can say ass. It's Cliff Central. Oh, okay, I, I, okay. I saw the glint in your eye. You like <laughs> we kick, and there was a stammer. Okay, yeah, you know what? On that note, your Instagram handle is at teabagging. Yes. Let's talk about that off, off air. I just say, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll discuss that later on. But let's keep it local. This is Jack Parrow with P-A-R-T-Y. Lazy days on the beach front. Full neck yo dog rond zit op die sea sun. Geef my net a sack for ice cover beer. Geef my net a box fleisch for die beer. Give me time self medicate. Give me fucking help with the headaches. Geef my one thing burgers for the long part. Fuck all my shit for the dollar on my rugsack. Geef my sons kind of goeie wives. Mock my ongeschoffen wat my mis behaid. Mock my meestal dronk al my aan die gang. Al my yo tijd jonk en Want hier word ek blij, laat ek val word ek wil Ek kan my hier kry, want hier gaat ek chill Hier word die parties altyd skop Ja, hier op die grond het is stuivend Fuck. 
leven forbi viskes Surfen naar morgen, of dronk rook op plek Voor bij die counter, of klaar in die bed Ons is allemaal moest dit hier voor een goeie tijd Ons is allemaal moest hier, want die John is krijg Want ik steek hier, voor die bier en die vlees Zo is zo met vol John, ons jou kak bij die huis Cliffcentral.com. Yo, it's a thank you, Jack Farrow. It's a part and a half here in studio. There's so many people going on. Everyone is excited. And I am jealous. Yes, I have to admit it. Cara just walked in. She's uh, my next guest. And she looks beyond stunning. I just said, if singing doesn't work out for you, Cara, you know the runways of Milan are waiting for you. How are you? Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Don't here. you just want to move to Cliff that Central? Is, you oh can have God, all these compliments thrown your way all the time. 100%. Walk in the door and it's like, wow. 100%. It's actually so stunning here. Very, ah, very beautiful place. Well thank done, guys. Thank you. Boss man should be proud to hear that. Oh, yes, G. Cara, well like, done. You, what don't you do? You're a singer songwriter. You are also a rider. You've been to the yes. World Equestrian Games and you compete for the SA team for that. And you ride yes. as a WWF ambassador. Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay, this is too much to start off with. Let's start as Kara growing up. Well, let's start from the beginning. When I was seven, I told my mum that I wanted to be a singer. I don't know what it was then. You know, I was a huge Britney Spears fan at the time. Oh, and do you know like choreography and you could like... 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We won't judge you. No, don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> you know, and then after that, you know, influences came from Ella Fitzgerald and the jazz era, really. Oh, and really? Yeah. And more recently... The new Coldplay, Lana Del Rey. So my singing has really evolved. When I matriculated, I moved to the States. I lived in LA for three years. And I was also in Europe just because of my show jumping. So I was between the States, LA, and South Africa, obviously because Johannesburg is my home. Yeah. And South Africa is my home. And, and really what brought me overseas was my show jumping. And I just took the opportunity to, because singing is what I want to do for the rest of my life, took the opportunity to get into studio with people, meet up with songwriters, and really, yeah, grow my my expertise that side of the world. Wow. Do you always feel like, you know, it's, you are destined for Alice, or it is just like, okay, maybe I might have talent, and let me just try and carve my way, you know, or do you always have that confidence? No, absolutely not. There are always huge, huge doubts in your mind. I've got a very strong team around me, and that they really pick me up when I'm feeling down. They believe in me more than I do a lot of the time, which is, <laughs> which is amazing. Obviously, you need to have confidence, but confidence comes with experience, uh-huh. and confidence comes with doing something a million times. Yeah. And, and that's where I get my confidence from. You know, and there's always this concept of the 10,000 hours, you know, uh, I think. Totally my, believe in that. I'm sorry. We heard the news of Michael Phelps this morning, but you know, know. he's an advocate of the 10,000 hours <laughs> and a lot, lot of successful people do say, you know, you need to put in the work. And I yes. think that's the complex we're now facing in society where everyone says, no, I want to, I want to be famous and I want to be like Beyonce or whatever, but they don't have you know, the time and effort and energy, they don't put exactly. that in. Did you have to be disciplined in that sense? 
Oh, absolutely. I am, but I'm very disciplined in my life. You know, I, I have huge, huge dreams and huge goals and I work towards those because I know if I don't work, I won't achieve. And you just wow. have to, you have to put in the time. Otherwise, why are you, in my opinion, mm-hmm. if you've got a goal and for instance, I want a Grammy, if I don't, if I don't set goals up to that, I, I will never get there just because there's so many hundreds of thousands of pretty girls that can sing amazingly and have a lot of talent, you know, and, and you've got to compete with that yeah. and not only compete, but be different and be better. So you need to really, that takes time and that takes hours and that takes huge dedication and sacrifice a lot of the time. But if you, if it's something you want to do, if it's the only thing you want in your life, yeah, if you never give up. You cannot fail, in my opinion. You know, I always say experience is the best teacher, and I'm sure Absolutely. you believe that as well. So, Absolutely. when, what were some of the difficult moments that you had to go through to finally learn all of this and go, oh, shucks? <laughs> wow. Well, I have to owe a lot of my, um, yeah, my difficulties and, and, and my experiences to actually my show jumping because that taught me a lot of perseverance, courage, determination, patience. And so my horse riding has really kept my singing in good stead. So when did, did you ever have like a, a little clash of what do I go for? Hundred percent, yes. Show jumping or singing? Is there ever like an? Yes, there's always been a clash. Just because in my show jumping, I am more accomplished as a show jumper. So that, for instance, this year the, at the World Games, that was a priority. But singing is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So uh-huh. I never stop that. And I compete Thursday to Sunday, but Monday to Wednesday I'm in studio. Um, sorry, and where does this little concept of rest and sleeping fit into your life? <laughs> it actually doesn't. And yesterday I wanted to have an early night. So I'm in bed by nine, only actually fall asleep at 11. No and I'm ways. Just like, yeah, flip. And that's an early night for me. The other... Two nights ago was 12. The night before, actually, Friday night was the worst because Black Coffee, I'm on, featured on Black Coffee's latest single. Yes, and I'll I want find to talk you. about that. That's very exciting. And we did, a, a, yeah, his EP launch in town on Friday. And I literally got home at three. I had to get up at six for an interview at seven. I was aye, out aye. the whole day. I literally threw hours sleep. I, my eyes were burning. But you know, like I said, it's what I love. It's what I want to do. Yeah. And I'm in the beginning of my career and I have to push. If I don't push, I'm not going to get anywhere. Because what time did you wake up this morning? Because I know you had a prior yes, engagement. Five. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Kara, that's even too much for me. Like, my goodness. Oh. So you are now everywhere. Uh, you just got done with the World Games and now you were working with Black Coffee. Yes. It's interesting because you defined yourself as, you know, you were influenced a lot by soul and jazz yes. and black coffees like house. Do you not see like a, a little barrier of the different musical genres or for you, music is music? At music the end of the is day? music. And you know what? Black coffee stuff is so soulful. It's so, oh, yeah. it's so earthy. It's, it's amazing. And to be associated with a brand like his is, I mean, more than I could have dreamed of. Yeah. He really is such an inspiration and, and knowing him now as a friend, even more so. I really respect him so much. You know, Black Coffee has accomplished a lot in his very own right and his career. Do you, have 100%. you found that in this industry, the more experienced or more successful artists are welcoming, welcoming and accepting of trying to nurture talent? Or did you feel like it's an uphill climb to try and prove yourself? 
I think it's dependent on each artist, but in Black Coffee's case, he is so, so supportive. Wow. I mean, any opportunity he gets, he will include me. I'm performing with him, or supposed to be, at Spring Fiesta this weekend, but unfortunately I'm in Cape Town. But wow. the following weekend I'm at H2O, and we were on Channel O on Mnet the other night on Friday, actually. So he really includes me. He's so encouraging. Yeah. Um, you know, he's really done so much for me. And, and the single that I'm featured on, I, I couldn't have been happier, actually. He's, he's very, very supportive, and I'm very grateful. And as an artist, how much creativity or carte blanche do you have to your final project? Because I'm sure we have the label saying this is what you should look like, this is what you should wear, this is what you should say in interviews. So <laughs> how much of Cara do we get in I'm, I'm the final very, product? very, very involved because I feel like I've wanted to do this since I was seven. I want to be an artist because I want to be an artist and I want to be creatively involved. And if someone's telling me what to wear, I'm not me anymore. Yeah. I don't want to be a little puppet. I've, I've, when I was 17 and I moved to the States, I was caught in those situations when I was singing songs that they wanted me to sing, being someone they wanted me to be. And I felt like this is not why I, I started singing. This is not what I want to do. And so now I have pretty much 100% control. I yeah. sing what I want to sing. I link up with whoever I want to link up with and I wear whatever I want to wear. And do, and do you face a lot of resistance with that when you're trying so hard to stay true to yourself, when you're trying so hard to push who Kara is? And, you know, do you get any resistance of people saying no or we don't like this? And Luck, Luckily not. Yeah. Ob- obviously people have their say, but luckily not generally, just because I feel like I've took taken you know so many years to get to where i want to be as a person uh-huh. and i finally know exactly who i am and wh- how i want to go forward and how i want to present myself to the world and i come in meetings with that strong impression people almost have no option but to accept that oh wow you know and they and often they embrace that you know good on you and good for <laughs> you so i'm very excited let's talk about your latest song it's titled frozen yeah what what is that about? What influenced that song in particular? So this song was written and recorded in Amsterdam in between my horse riding. You're just in between <laughs> globe trotting and taking over the world. I also recorded a song in Amsterdam. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, so basically this song Frozen represents, you know, a stage in my life where I feel like, well, I still, you know, in that tra- transition stage where you know where you want to go, but you're not there yet. And you just feel like you're frozen. And this could be in a relationship. This could be in a career. This could be, yeah, in in my dreams and where I I feel like I know where I want to go and I want this Grammy and I want this accolade and I want this, I want this, and I'm working hard towards that. But I feel like I'm not getting there or at least fast enough. Yeah. And, you know, for me, yes, also in relationships, I travel so much and it's so difficult to, to keep healthy relationships going, even friendships. And I just felt like, you know, I'm stuck frozen (laughs) okay you've got us all we now want to hear it so i'm so so excited that not only you're in studio and you've given us a fantastic interview but you're now going to perform frozen live so this is cara with frozen take it away
song calling Go ahead Turn around Where am I going If there's one way to Okay, can I just say I need to talk me to some G.O.D. Cause <laughs> some people have looks, they have intelligence, and then they have talent. Like, ah, God, some things are unfair. <laughs> Cara, that was amazing. Thank you so much. I am frozen because I'm stunned. That's by the your first talent. time I've sung that live. Oh my word. Well, Sherman. listen, you did an absolutely amazing job. So where Thank can you. people see you next? Where can yes. people, how can people catch up with you? So I am performing with Black Coffee at H2O and two Sundays, two Saturdays time on the 11th. Fantastic. That's in Boxburg. And then I'm away in Amsterdam for two weeks, but I come back on the 27th of November. We're finalizing the exact date, but I have a little EP launch. Come and get to know Cara at Music Connection. So I'd love to invite you and whoever mm. else would like to come. Look at me getting VIP invites. <laughs> okay. You know, thank you so much for stopping by this morning. You're thank absolutely you so amazing. Much. You know, it's, I, 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 usually I would wish you good luck for the future, but I know you're going to do amazingly well. So just remember thank us on you your so way much. to the And top. if you want, <laughs> if you want to find out information about anything, it's on my website. So carafru.com, which is C-A-R-A-F-R-E-W.com. And you'll find everything, Twitter, everything. You're absolutely so awesome. And what a wonderful <laughs> way to round off the show. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Sia Sangweni Finn, and this has been Untapped Talents. Until next week, see ya. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Hitcentral.com.